Recognized nationally for excellence in clinical care, Lord's Health System. It's time for Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Today's topic is sudden cardiac arrest, and it may not always be so sudden, heart experts are now saying. A recent study has found that cardiac arrest symptoms in men may appear at least a month ahead of time. We're going to talk about the differences between sudden cardiac arrest and a heart attack. Here to speak with us today is my guest, Dr. John Finley. He's an interventional cardiologist with Lourdes Cardiology. Welcome to the show, Dr. Finley. So please give us a little physiology lesson. What is a heart attack? Hi, Melanie. Thanks for the introduction. Um, so I've pro- probably in a, its simplest understanding or uh, explanation, a heart attack is when the flow to the myocardium or the heart tissue gets compromised in some way, usually suddenly. Um, sometimes the uh, plaque can be built up over you know, a, a series of months, years, decades, uh, and then it hits a critical, critical threshold whereby the plaque may rupture, a clot may occur to, to completely clog up the artery, and that creates a mismatch in what should be the supply and then what is needed in terms of the demand of the heart. And at that point, the heart tissue is being strangulated uh, and compromised in a way that, that yields symptoms and, and certainly negative consequences for patients. And so the heart tissue, as it were, is dying, but you might know more in advance. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I mean, uh, you know, certainly uh, the, you know, we, we use the term or, or the expression time is tissue, um, Certainly, when those those when that 100% blockage occurs, uh, we have you know you know there's been a lot of human and animal uh, understanding that you know if we don't get that artery in a better place within a matter of you know a couple hours or even you know our, our national metric is 90 minutes, but reality within those first few you know first few hours, it's really critical in terms of the preservation of that that tissue and the overall heart function long term. So then what is sudden cardiac arrest? What's the difference? So sudden cardiac arrest, I would say, is kind of the most lethal end of the spectrum. Um, Now, you know, there can be many causes of sudden cardiac arrest that that can go beyond just uh, due to a blockage in the heart. Um, Certain younger individuals, you know, may have uh, congenital abnormalities or arrhythmic conditions uh, or susceptibilities for arrhythmias, but in terms of the heart attack that, that most people are aware of, that's when uh, really the the heart attack size is so great uh, that it may cause a, a lethal arrhythmia or a compromise in the overall part, heart pump function, um, and then the heart can go into shock, and then it's a it's a basically a, a spiral downward, ultimately to the point where. Uh, a lethal arrhythmia occurs, and the the heart is rendered, you know, not not basically non-functioning and, and uh, almost has stopped. Um, so the the uh, cardiac arrest is really on the far, you know, kind of the most severe end of of, of a heart attack consequences and, and spectrum. So if an, a cardiac arrest is the heart pumping blood around the body and it stops doing that, whereas a heart attack could be a blockage where blood is just not getting to the heart itself. What makes a sudden cardiac arrest so, you know, so dangerous? And is there any way? For us to know in advance that this is happening, right? I mean, I think the, the the you know is there you know we really need to lean on patients' risk factors and their symptoms. So a, a lot of it goes you know obviously the, the best 
uh, you know, the the best offense is a good defense or, or somewhere where we can prevent, uh, you know, even getting to the point of a heart attack. That that would be ideal. Uh, obviously, we don't always have that opportunity. Um, you know, can there be red flags or symptoms, uh, you know, leading up to a heart attack for sure? So certainly, you know, it's 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 up to us as a cardiology community to continue to educate. Uh, patients and family members about those symptoms early on um, and then do our part as soon as they kind of get in the door and hopefully try to, you know, evaluate and work these up and diagnose them and treat them as, as quickly and as fast, as quickly and safely and uh, efficaciously as possible. So, Dr. Finley, you mentioned symptoms and, and having an awareness, and people have seen on TV, you know, the media and clutching your chest, and certainly we've been learning over time now that women heart attack symptoms are different than they are in men. So describe some of the symptoms of sudden cardiac arrest. If somebody is experiencing any of these symptoms, is 911 and EMS enough as far as time is tissue? What are some of these symptoms we need to be aware of? Yeah, so I think let's back up and talk about the heart attack symptoms before we get into the cardiac arrest symptoms. I, I think you're right, the, the classic... Uh, TV show, movie of the guy clutching his chest and crashing on the table or, you know, dropping the briefcase, that really, uh, while still true, uh, it, you know, misses a a great deal of of a lot of uh, cardiac uh, symptoms that could be, you know, early signs of a heart attack. And and they can be as subtle as increased shortness of breath, increased work of breathing, doing tasks at home, you know, doing yard work, house chores, things like that. Uh, a drop in exercise tolerance. Sometimes it can be as subtle as that. It, it's amazing. You see people who are quite fit, uh, and their their body is so conditioned they can sometimes almost get around these issues or, or, or traditional symptoms. But it can be as subtle as just kind of you know I'm not not able to you know do what I used to do on the treadmill or or do on the elliptical or or at work. You know it it, it we really I personally really you know, press patients on, are they able to do their activities of daily living as they normally have? And is there a precipitous drop? Because in my eyes, that can certainly be a red flag. So would anything show up on EKG or screening? If we are screening, and you and I talked off the air for a minute about sudden cardiac death in athletes, is there any screening that you can perform as far as watching symptom management, risk factors, awareness? Yeah, I mean, to you know, an EKG is valuable, but it's very it's quite limited in terms of a screening tool. Um, you know, there's a lot of debate in terms of you know screening younger kids and athletes, and that's a whole other discussion. But but even just doing EKGs routinely on 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 people as they get older, um, certainly that could show signs of an older heart attack. It could show some you know abnormalities that could could trigger downstream testing. Uh, but the reality is uh, it's quite limited. I mean, I, I always talk about, you know, I, I use this, you know, the heart analogy as 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 a house. Uh, and, you know, it would be like taking, you know, somebody just driving down, down your street and taking a picture of your house and saying, okay, you know, it looks good here. But, you know, that's, that's quite limited. You know, you really need to delve deeper uh, and really, you know, you need to assess the house. You really need to assess the the, the the how well it's working how, how are the how are the patients feeling so it, to me it's it's you know an EKG is certainly helpful but but it's more about you know really understanding the patient's symptoms and and their risk factors because uh, those the, you know not not one thing on its own really uh, 
you know, I wouldn't put it's it's a culmination of of everything put together to really get an understanding of, of their risk for for heart attacks and future events. This is difficult for some people to understand, Dr. Finley, and I get it because it's it's not the easiest of topics to discern the difference. Does someone have to have existing heart disease to have sudden cardiac arrest? No, no. I mean, quite quite often, frankly, you know, uh, a lot of times we uh, not to stereotype, we see a lot of you know, 40, 50, 60-year-old gentlemen who, you know, they could be on a business trip, they could be feeling fine, they could have no no issue, haven't seen a doctor for years, uh, and then they're, you know, unfortunately sometimes their coming out party can be in, in an arrest situation or in a sudden heart attack situation, which really is a game changer. So, you know, we talk in medicine about primary prevention and secondary prevention. In primary prevention, we're trying to prevent that first heart attack or that, that, that cardiac arrest from ever happening in a secondary case, we're trying to prevent a second one from happening. So uh, sometimes the risk factors uh, or, or the, the, the conditions don't, don't announce themselves until quite suddenly, and then, and then we're kind of backpedaling, uh, trying to uh, sort those out and, and control them as best as possible. I mentioned in my intro that, that research is coming out a little bit, that this may not be so sudden, and that there might be symptoms a month ahead of time, even is this the case? Is this a myth? What's going on with that? Yeah, I, I, I think there is. I mean, I, again, I really think it goes back to symptoms. I mean, it's quite often, again, in that scenario that I just described of a, of a patient coming in without really any prior conditions and coming out suddenly with with a bad heart attack or, or bad cardiac arrest. You know, oftentimes after you know the the dust has settled, I'll, I'll go back and really. Uh, you know, talk to the family and, and talk to the patient and say, listen, you know, be honest with yourself. It was, was something not quite right. And, and oftentimes, and this is anecdotally, they'll, they'll, they'll say there were some subtle, you know, symptoms, some chest pressure, which, you know, they may have made excuses for or tried to blame it on something else um, or, or somebody else maybe tried to blame it on something else. You know, I, I think, you know, again, there's, there's, it comes in different flavors. You know, sometimes it can be as as subtle as kind of like a reflux-like symptom or heartburn-like symptom or, or what, what, what people thought or, or, or somebody else thought was it was a, was a heartburn-like symptoms, and, and it turned out to be uh, cardiac. What about AEDs? It, if somebody is suspected of having sudden cardiac arrest, are these defibrillators, if they're in the presence of whoever is around, do, would these help with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you can see the impact in terms of you know, casinos and airports and high traffic areas where, where it has made an impact. Um, there's a little bit of controversy in terms of, you know, where, where should they be everywhere? I mean, certainly at schools and athletic fields, uh, that's been a big push and rightfully so. You know, should everybody have one in their home? I don't think that's necessarily cost effective. They've even looked at, you know, potentially having them in homes of patients who have had cardiac arrest or cardiac uh, uh, cardiac heart attacks, and that hasn't really necessarily shown that, that there's a tremendous benefit. Uh, but, you know, it's an individual decision. I mean, by no means am I telling every uh, heart attack victim or, or sudden cardiac arrest victim to go out and get an AED, no. But um, I, I think it's, it's, up, it's an important understanding that people are aware that these devices are, 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 are amongst us and, and can help us in a sudden situation where they witness a, a a patient or, or, you know, somebody go down because um, these really are, you know, these tools are extremely valuable for increasing the likelihood of, of, of uh, survival. 
So in summary, wrap it up for us, Dr. Finley. What's changed in how you as a cardiologist might treat whether it's a heart attack or sudden cardiac arrest and why time is tissue and so important that people, if they suspect they're having some of these symptoms, if they understand their risk factors and have awareness of these things, they don't just brush off things that could be cardiac related. How are you treating them and kind of wrap it up with your best advice? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think nationally and globally, you know, cardiologists, especially interventional cardiologists, are, are being held to a high standard of making sure that they respond to acute heart attack patients as quickly as possible. I mean, there's the, the national metric of, of door to balloon time, and that, that is the time for which the patient enters uh, hospital care to when we get the artery open of 90 minutes. And we're really trying to improve upon that. And, and nationally, everybody's made tremendous strides. Unfortunately, um, that that has has done a lot and, and has improved outcomes, but it has kind of plateaued. And part of the reason for that is we're only as good as the patients recognizing their symptoms and getting to us in time. So if there is a delay on the front end, it's really there, there's not you know there, we can still do as much as we can. But again, that time is tissue mantra. We cannot you know we're limited in, in what we can do from a recovery standpoint. So the earlier patients can acknowledge, you know, these symptoms of chest pain, shortness of breath, windedness, dizziness, uh, fatigue, um, you know, again, even subtle findings, the more they can kind of bring them to the attention of a physician, maybe the earlier we can we can get to uh, a point where, you know, they're not as far sick on the spectrum and, and, the, and the, the heart tissue is, is not at, at a point where it's, it's not salvageable. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Finley. It's important information for listeners to hear. This is Lord's Health Talk. And for more information, please visit lordsnet.org. That's lordsnet.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.